Hey guys, I'm Emily. I'm Andy. And welcome to the spooky haunted episode of Unnatural. Is that what we're calling it? Yeah. Okay, just checking. Haunty spook spook is what I love. The haunty spook spook episode of Unnatural. Mm -hmm. We've been waiting for this one for a long, long time. This is our first Halloween episode. Of our October month-long Halloween extravaganza. Yeah. And we each have one mini episode inside this one, and you're going to lead it off. I am. So my haunty spook spook story is about the Reed House Hotel in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Ooh. Ooh. I'm now this Yeah, this place is currently on the National Register of Historic Places, and it's still open to this day, although it looks a little bit different. is known for um, a couple hauntings, but one specifically that is associated with room number 311. So much so that I think, if I remember correctly, there was a movie inspired by it. But I haven't watched it. Maybe a band name, too. I like that band. 311. Never heard of it. Just saying. You've never heard of 311? Mm-mm. We're going to have to change that. We'll see. So the hotel is built on the spot of land that was originally the old Churchfield house. So this place was located across the street from a railway. And back in the day, um, because we're talking like late 1800s when this house was built, mm-hmm. railways Trains were the main source of kind of businesses, imports, travel. Yeah, because guess what? Cars didn't exist. They did not. They weren't even an apple in the people's eye. We're talking horse-drawn carriages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this house was converted. It was it was a huge house, so it was an inn, and then it was also a hospital for Union soldiers traveling um, through during the Civil War. Right. Now, the original house burnt down in 1876, and the family was just kind of like, screw it. We don't want to deal with it. We don't want to rebuild it. So they just went with it. They didn't know it was going to be a historic place come on they didn't at the time (laughs) it was just kind of like well shit happened Mm -hmm. let's just let it go at this point that's what i say with my whole life i feel that same same uh okay for a second i thought that maybe i didn't hit record for some reason so i wanted to double check that would have sucked Anyway, a guy named John T. Reed took over the property and built a hotel in the home's place. 
So the Reed House Hotel was opened. Business was booming. But maybe not, because in 1926, the hotel was torn down and rebuilt by new architects to have mm. more of a Georgian style, more modern for the 1920s. And it was 10 stories high. Mm. So now we're in 1927. And this is where kind of the main haunt comes into play. Now, the stories vary on what okay. actually happened, and I couldn't find any sort of, like, old newspaper articles or anything that could really confirm, but there's kind of, like, three main stories of what happened. So, a gal nam- named Annalise Netherly, she checked into room 311. That much was for sure with these stories. It's room 311. Okay. Now, the sources that I've read described her as young, beautiful, married. Sources described her as a little bit of a fashionista, flirty, you know, just very, very roaring 20s. Like, I picture her as kind of like a flapper girl, you know? Just a, a girl of the time. Yeah, a girl of the time. Allegedly, she was accompanying her husband on a business trip. And she hung around the hotel was while he was off doing business-y things, as men did back then. And apparently, her husband came back to the hotel earlier than expected. And he found Annalise in cahoots with another man. Oh, not good, especially in the 1920s. Right. So... He's big mad. Homeboy just pieces out like, sorry, bro. Annalise was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to go take a bath. So she goes and she's soaking in the tub when her husband comes in and slits her throat and leaves her in the tub. And he leaves and the like hotel staff finds her body the next day. Wow. Now... Put yourself in her position. I'm not trying to disparage her right now because she she died, which is tragic. But if your husband caught you having an affair with another man, would your first course of action be, hey, I'm going to take a bath? Well, I mean, <laughs> maybe maybe they talked about it and they came to some sort of all right, I'll never do it again. I'm I don't sorry. know. Well, how but on it, let's let's be honest, that happens a lot these days too. Even you catch your significant other cheating and and you 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 know, you talk about it, you move on and anyhow, so the second version of the story is quite similar to this one, except that it was said that she was a local prostitute and one of her gentleman callers went into like a jealous fit of rage for her doing business with other men. And he... Yeah. Guess what? That's what prostitutes do. Well, you know, (laughs) these types of dudes are not necessarily always... How do you get jealous? How do you get jealous when you're with a prostitute? You know what their job is. Dude, I have some friends who are dancers and mm. a lot like some of their repeat clients get really butthurt 
when they realize that they- she treats her other clients the same way. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Anyway. Sounds like it. So this gentleman caller goes, flies into a fit of rage and um, beheads her in the bathtub. So it's, so the, 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 the main thing. The crime is the yeah, same. It, it, the, the things we know that to be true is that all of this took place in room 311 and she was either beheaded or nearly beheaded. Now, the third okay. version of the story that I've seen, which doesn't really fit the bill at all, is that she was involved in a <clears throat> in a unrequited love type situation. So Ooh, she's heartbroken. She checks into the hotel, climbs in the bathtub and kills herself. Hmm. So that one is a bit more. Far-fetched. Far-fetched. Oh, yeah. Jinx. Jinx. Yeah, because I would imagine it would be nearly impossible to slit your throat so far that you nearly decapitate yourself. That's the story of, or stories, of how she died. Now, she is the one who allegedly is haunting this room. Mm. Mostly. Mo- um, so people have reported... Sightings of her or just uh, disturbances? Some sightings, guests have reported seeing shadows, blankets being ripped off the bed, um, like feelings of being watched, touched, hearing water running in the bathroom, flickering lights, mm. apparitions, you know, most most of the, the haunt stuff that you generally hear. Yeah. But it is men in particular and ones who smoke... That Uh-oh. seem to be the targets. What's the name of this hotel again? Um, the Reed House Hotel. Okay. Remind me to not book a room there. You can. And what's really <laughs> cool. Okay, well, here's another fun fact. Al Capone was put in that room yeah. while he awaited trial for like his like federal tax evasion or whatever it was yeah and bars were placed on the windows Mm -hmm. of that room and they remained there until the the hotel was renovated in 2004 wow now the interesting thing here is during that renovation the crew could not unlock the door of 311 Mm. they ended up having to take a saw to the door to get it open wow yeah and interestingly enough, after the door was removed, 311 was the only room during the entire renovation that had a pipe burst. The only one. The Coincidence? Only one. I think not. I think not. Yeah. So then in 2014, yeah. I believe uh, room 311 was restored back to its um, original 1920s glory. So... So can you rent a room there? That room's in particular right now if you if you have the coin? Yeah. Oh my goodness. We should do yeah. a, we should do a broadcast from there at some point. We should. I'm I'm pretty sure you can rent it and you can also like take a tour of the room like during the day 
and see it. I'll post pictures of it on the Instagram. Like if you go to the hotel's website, they have like a whole page Ooh. about this haunting too. So it's kind of like their claim to fame. Ooh. But I would really, I would go. I'd I mean, go the too. room just looks cool because it's all 1920s. Let's book a ticket. I've never been to Tennessee. I have been through it. Okay. Like driven through it, but yeah. I haven't really like stopped and been able to take a look around. We're going. We are going. My birth dad lives in Tennessee. Mm. Hi, Sam, if you're listening. Hi, Sam. Hey guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's absolutely free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. Basically, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah. And you want to know what else? You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, which is really cool. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So, Emily, I have a surprise for you. I love surprises. Well, I don't know how much you're going to love this one. Maybe. I don't like any of your surprises, but but I love surprises. (laughs) That's what all the ladies say. Remember a while back when you told me you were looking forward to visiting Florida, but your plans fell through? Yeah. Well, guess what? Pack your bags. We're heading to the Sunshine State. Are we going to go find Brian Landry, assuming he hasn't been caught by the time this airs yeah let, let's not put that in there because who the hell knows what's going to happen by the time this airs God, I feel like it'll be totally different by then so we're heading down to Florida I now, love Florida now these days the St. Augustine Lighthouse is a museum with a restaurant a gift shop and it even has these cool dark of the moon tours But don't let its charming exterior fool you. This place was creepy as hell back in its day, and it's got the ghost stories to prove it. Tell me more. So for those who don't know, St. Augustine, Florida is basically the oldest town in the entire United States. And it has had a series of lighthouses, watchtowers, and beacons going all the way back to 1525 when back then it was part of the Spanish Empire. So ever since then, it's had a number of hair-raising occurrences that are said to have taken place at the same sites and are pretty goddamn creepy. Let's get into it. So the first ghost who is said to have been seen at the lighthouse is known as 
The Man. The Man. Which is a pretty damn cool name for a ghost. Yeah. Watch out. Watch out for the man. The man. Well, I mean, yeah, all men are trash, so watch out. It's true. It's true. Being one myself, I can adhere to that. That's for sure. Okay, so he usually dwells in the basements of what used to be the keeper of the lighthouse's home, and most people see him down there, and he was actually the keeper at one time. His name was William Russell. Another spirit who is often mentioned is Joseph Andreu, who was said to be painting the top of the lighthouse in 1859 when he fell to his death. What a way to go. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> you're just trying to give it a good once over and boom, you're gone. Well, Andreu was an avid cigar smoker as well. And many people have reported a spirit smoking a cigar in Andreu's old quarters after dark. Ooh, I'd be like, just give me a toke of that, dude. Come on. Sharing is caring. <laughs> How, how's he getting the cigars, by the way? He's a ghost. It's not like he can go to the gas station and be like, hey, can I get some Swishers? <laughs> you know? Well, I, I'm sure there's a lot of dead Cuban cigar people in the afterlife that keep his him stocked. There's like a whole economy from ghosts that you're talking about. Like, yeah. they have their own transactions they make and stuff. They do haunt. Fascinating. Haunt, like they'll they they wager it. Like I bet you can scare this person so much that they pee your pants. And if they do, I'll give you three cigars. If they don't, you got to do something for me. I don't know. <laughs> See, forget about Ghost Hunters. That's what I want to watch. The lame-ass show that talks about how they get certain things in their afterlife. Yeah. It's like the Egyptians. You got to bring it all to mm -hmm. your grave with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> the most reported paranormal activity at the lighthouse is the sound of girls giggling. Which, <laughs> I, I, exactly. I don't know about you, but... For me, that's when I'm out. I, I, I don't want to hear any girls giggling, especially when they're ghosts. They're probably but, just laughing at your butt. That's true. I mean, that's what most girls do. But moving on. Like, I, I'm totally fine with the creepy shit and the ghouls and the smoking cigars. But if I hear little girls laughing, I'm I'm just gone. I'm out. But this supposedly happens quite often. And... These supposedly are the ghosts of three little girls who died at the lighthouse in the 1870s. Why did they die? I don't know. Should I have talked about How that? Did they die? Should that have been part of the story? Oh, good, because it is. All right. So the St. Augustine Lighthouse wasn't used during the Civil War. And after the war, it was soon realized that the structure needed some big time repairs. So in 1871, Congress approved the money to build a brand new tower on the same site where the old one once stood. And that's where the Petit family comes in. Hezekiah Petit, which in terms of names, Hezekiah, that's right up there for me. It's an interesting one. I like that one. So he was an expert lighthouse builder, 
And he came from the state of Maine, which is appropriate because there's a shit ton of lighthouses there. And he was commissioned to build the new one for St. Augustine. So in early 1871, Hezekiah brought his wife and his three daughters, Mary, Elisa, and Carrie, to Florida. Now, the family lived on the side of the lighthouse. And as many kids kind of do with construction areas, I don't know about you, but I was like this, Emily. I kind of used it as my own personal playground. And that's what these girls did. And they were just playing around the area constantly. And they even befriended a young African-American girl who was 10 years old. Sadly, her name has been forgotten in history because, well, it was a sign of the times. They just didn't pay attention to that sort of things, you know, during that era for African-Americans. But the the construction went all the way into 1873. And one of the kids' favorite things to do was ride this little cart down a hill all the way to the water's edge. And sounds like a bad idea. Probably. And the only thing that stopped the cart from going all the way into the water was this wooden board that would <laughs> have to be placed at the end of the rail. I I don't I remember building roller coasters as a kid in my backyard. I would try and build like little roller coasters out of ladders and stuff like that. In hindsight, what? like with my dad's ladders and stuff. And I would push carts down them and stuff. I'm glad that I didn't meet a tragic end because this podcast probably wouldn't be happening now. So I mean, it might be happening, just not with you. Oh, okay. All right. So, so they would ride down the cart as fast as they could. And then they would hit the board and then pull the cart up and do it all over again. You know how kids are. When they're sledding or just doing any kind of activity like that, they're just going back up the hill and doing it again and again and again. So basically, it was an old-fashioned roller coaster mm-hmm. for all intents and pur- purposes. And Sounds one day, it does, but also kind of fun mm-hmm. if you're a kid. I'm just saying. One day, they were playing on their cart as usual. So it was the three Petit sisters and their African American friend. They went down this makeshift roller coaster. And sadly, this day, that board I was telling you about, the wooden wooden board at the end, Mm -hmm. it wasn't in place Uh to stop the coaster from going into the water. And three of the four girls immediately went into the water. The cart fell on top of them. A man who was working on the site rushed over to try and help them. But only the youngest petite daughter, Carrie, survived. So three of the girls died. Was it like a cliff? It, and they it, fell it kind into of, the water? It was it, more like an embankment or something. Oh. Was and the water deep? Do you know? It was pretty deep. And mm. again, they were kind of trapped underneath it. Yeah. And That sucks. That's so sad. Those it is. Girls. It is. And it obviously affected the entire community. And... It took even longer for that lighthouse to be built. And the spirits of the girls who drowned on that tragic day aren't exactly menacing, but it can still kind of creep out an unsuspecting person. They're kind of playful spirits. Yeah. And the girls are said to enjoy playing hide and seek. And they sometimes, you know, come up on unsuspecting people. 
So one night in the dark lighthouse tower, a lone staff member was getting ready to close up for the night. And he heard some giggling at the top of the tower. And he thought he maybe had just left somebody up there, but he returned to find it empty. And then he began hearing the giggling at the bottom of the tower and went down there, couldn't hear anything again. And it kind of drove the guy mad. And that's what happens to a lot of people who go there. They just hear this giggling and they hear hear these girls running around. And some people find it comical. Others are pretty freaking creeped out yeah. by it. How would you how would you react if you were there and you heard that? Um I don't know. Would you be like, get me the fuck out of here, or would you be like, oh my god, let's go investigate? Yes. I would be like To the ladder, to the second. To th- I would be like, let's go investigate. Yeah. But the second I feel something touch me, I'm like, mm-mm. <laughs> Six feet. It's a pandemic. Social distancing, please. (laughs) Even in the afterlife, it counts. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You don't know if they had the vaccine or not, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) And even local paranormal mediums have visited the sites. And they have definitely said that there's a lot of shady shit going on. However, they did come across one thing. They said... Remember how I told you that nobody knew what the African-American little girl's name was? Mm -hmm. Well, they determined that her name was Eleanor or Ellie. Cute. So there you go. And that is the story. One of the many stories of the St. Augustine Tower. And by the way, you can take tours of the place when it's not a pandemic going on and kind of check out everything that they have to offer. And again, they have these midnight tours that are supposedly really creepy, which sounds I would do that. Awesome. I was yeah. in St. Augustine a few years ago, but oh. the people I was with wanted to go to the uh, the Pirate Museum instead of a spooky lighthouse. And hindsight's twenty twenty, right? You should have gone to the lighthouse. Yeah, well, I didn't even know about the lighthouse. <laughs> All I knew about was the Pirate Museum. And Thanks a lot, went. people. Yeah. Well, they all suck, so. Oh. Well, moving on. (laughs) It's a story for another day. The pirates are the people you were with. The people I was with. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Do you know where ghosts go on vacation? No. The Bahamas. The Bahamas. I knew it was something, I was like the... I was thinking the beach, but I was like, booch does not. The booch. Hey, let's take our sheets off and go to the booch. Is it a nude booch? (laughs) Um, Are you still recording? Yes. Good, you too. Because that's funny. What did the parent ghosts say to their kids before a road trip? Behoove. Boohave. <laughs> no. You better boohave. Fasten your sheet belts. Dumb. Mine's better. Sheet belts. Come on. What did I say first? Boohive. Beehive? What? Boohive. Boohive. Behoove? Boohave. It would behoove you, you to remember this.
slit your throat so far that you nearly decapitate yourself. I have not been able to do it yet. That's deep. That's dark. Trust me, I've tried. That's dark. I know. Do you need to talk? It was a while back. Are you kidding? Yes, I'm kidding. God. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway. I mean, I've had some dark times, but not that dark. Same. I cut myself. What did you do that for? See that? Yeah. Did you fall down? No. I uh, <laughs> I had two glasses of wine and I burnt myself on the stove when I was getting some sort of jalapeno poppers out. You dummy. <laughs> I know. But it's gonna look awesome as a scar. Yeah, it looks pretty badass. Right? You could say that you like um, dig scars, got attacked so. by a tiger or something. Right? Saving a small child from a runaway carriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got attacked by a tiger king. <laughs> I got attacked by Carol Baskin. Jesus Stop. Christ. Carol Baskin. Wow. Killed her. Husband whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. She shut down that time. Fed t- him to tigers. <laughs> they snacking. What was happening? Carol Baskin. Did you ever see that audio? No, on but TikTok? I need to now. Oh my God. 